Welcome to WTBU News Today. I'm Mia McCarthy. Boston has been cloudy and cool lately. Temperatures Tuesday are expected to reach a high of 58 degrees, with the rest of the week looking like it will stay in the 50s and be cloudy. Now we'll move into the Boston University COVID-19 dashboard update. On Sunday, April 4th, seven members of the Boston University community tested positive for COVID-19. Seven of them were students and zero of them were employees. For the week of March 29th to April 4th, 0.26% of tested students were deemed positive for the coronavirus, with 0.06% of tested faculty and 0.17% of tested staff also receiving positive test results. On average, BU's lab took 17 hours to process each test. Over the past few days, the student positive test rate has been increasing. 55 students are currently in isolation and 1,265 students have recovered from the disease. Christina Melhorn is here now to report on Boston University's Redstone Film Festival. Boston University's Redstone Film Festival announced its winners Saturday in a BU Today article. The Redstone Film Festival is an annual event that honors original works made by BU's film and television students in the college communication. The festival is sponsored by the Sumner M. Redstone Charitable Foundation. The foundation was established by the Boston native, BU graduate, and billionaire media mogul Sumner M. Redstone. Redstone passed this past August at the age of 97. First place went to Waiting for Waves, directed by Jacob Zaudis and produced by Zoe Duet. Second place went to The Way You Smile, directed by Bryson X and co-produced by O'Neill Henry and Allison Wright. Third place went to From Sophia with Love, also directed by Jacob Zaudis and produced by Delaria Avigen. The full list of winners can be found on the Com Film and Television website under the Redstones hyperlink. In Western Massachusetts, I'm Christine Melhorn for WTBU News. Joining us now is Alex Corey with a story on a Salem evacuation. A Salem office park was forced to evacuate on Monday as emergency crews waited for a hazmat team to remove dangerous batteries, according to the Salem Fire Department. Officials said three lithium batteries in a business located in the Shetland office park at 35 Congress Street in Salem had to be moved after smoke was reportedly coming from some equipment. These batteries are not very big, but can be volatile, the Salem Fire Department said. Therefore, a hazmat team was called and workers were evacuated in precaution of the dangerous situation. The batteries were transported to a dump in Swampscott and detonated. In Boston, Mass., I'm Alex Corey for WTBU News. And now we'll head over to Katherine Hapgood for a story about a Supreme Court case regarding former President Donald Trump. The Supreme Court dismissed a case on Monday regarding former President Donald Trump's attempts to block critics from his personal Twitter account. As Trump was permanently suspended from Twitter and is no longer the President of the United States, the court said there was nothing left to the case. The court also formally threw out an appeals court ruling finding Trump in violation of the First Amendment whenever he blocked someone in order to silence their viewpoint. Justice Clarence Thomas wrote a separate opinion about what he believed to be a bigger issue raised by the case. Thomas was specifically concerned with the true power of large digital platforms like Twitter to cut off free speech as the digital platform banned Trump from the site. Thomas did agree with his colleagues on the outcome of the case and said the circumstances raise, quote, interesting and important questions, end quote. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Katherine Hapgood for WTBU News. Next, a story regarding vaccine passport opposition from Stella Lawrence. 
the Republican governors of Florida and Mississippi voiced opposition to the idea of vaccine passports for those who have been vaccinated against COVID-19. Such passports are already being developed around the world and in the U.S., and supporters believe they will help accelerate normalcy for traveling and larger indoor events. Conservative opponents, however, fear the passports will create, quote, two classes of citizens, in the words of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who introduced an executive order banning private businesses in Florida from requiring vaccine documentation. Republican lawmakers in other states have introduced bills to ban the use of passports. The Biden administration is working with several organizations, including nonprofits and private companies, to create a set of standards for people to prove they've been vaccinated, though the White House said there will be no federal mandate requiring people to obtain a vaccine credential. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Stella Lawrence for WTBU News. Finally, an update from Gabriela Lopez about Mozambique's control of Palma. Mozambique's military announced on Monday it regained full control of the northeast town and gas hub Palma a week after it was seized by Islamic militants. Commander Shongo Vidal, who led the military operations to regain the town, said a significant number of fighters were killed in the counter-offensive attack. He said the town is safe and residents who had fled the area are returning now. Dozens of citizens were killed and around 11,000 people were displaced from their homes in the raid on March 24th by ISIL-affiliated asylums, known locally as Al-Shabaab. All communications remain caught in Palma, which counts with a population of at least 75,000 people. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Gabriela Lopez for WTVU News. That's it for this edition of WTVU News Today. Be sure to tune into our full program every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern over on WTBU Radio. On behalf of Grace Ferguson, Alex Corey, Megan Gregoire, Evan Jimenez, and Gabriela Lopez, I'm Mia McCarthy reporting from Boston, Massachusetts for WTBU News.